0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of almost all ages, with parental consent. The Sick Twisted Minds at Sacrificial Pond Productions brings you a new style of horror film. Like nothing you have seen before, there are no cops, no investigations. There is no backstory, no follow-up of the victims who were brutally tortured and murdered. Our story isn't about them. Normal terror is about a single dad struggling to make ends meet. His son is his first priority. He goes to work, pays his bills, and is generally a great dad. The twist comes after he puts his son to bed. This is where he releases his stress. Some people do yoga, some hit the gym, some go for runs, some people paint on a canvas. An anonymous source once wrote on an abandoned asylum wall, I never understood people until I took one apart just to see how it worked. If you are rear-ended in traffic, most people's thought runs to anger and their primal instincts of hurting the other party. Sam Neill does not have the ability to stop that primal instinct. Let us take you into the mind of a killer. Normal terror is a concept from the mind of Sam Mason, who wrote, directed, produced, and is starring in this new-age feature film.
1: Welcome to Horror with Surf Thirty, episode 7. I have my cousin Michael with me again. He's going to be featured a lot on this podcast. So today we did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. The movie was released October 4th, 1974. Interesting thing with the budget, the film was only supposed to be made at $60,000. It ended up costing costing $80,000 more for editing, for extra editing, additional editing. So, they had to sell part of their ownership, part of their royalties, to pay off the budget, which ended up being $140,000. And um, the gross ended up being $30.9 million, which isn't bad at all, especially with that budget. And for the time, 1974, it's not a bad come up, so to speak. So, in this movie, we have five friends. We have Kirk and Pam, they're dating each other. We have Jerry and Sally. They're dating each other. And we have Franklin, who's Sally's brother. I'm not sure who's older or younger. They never really said. So it uh, starts off. They're in a van. They went to go see Sally and Franklin's grandfather's grave. They drove off to see them, you know, the grave or whatever. They get to this site. They get out the van. Sally gets out the van. She <laughs> runs up and asks some guy, um, you know, if she can go see the graveyard. The guy tells her, "You don't get the guy's name," to go talk to the sheriff, which she does, I guess. Doesn't you don't really see that. You don't see them go check out the graveyard, but when they come back to the and get in the van, there's a, there's a very, very, very small discussion about like her grandfather's graveyard grave. Sorry, was dug up, and they really didn't seem too worried or freaked out about that. Which kind of, to me, it felt weird. I don't know how you felt about that, Michael.
2: Yeah, I know if I had a family member who had just passed and the dug was grave up wow, well, the grave was dug up, uh, yeah, that wouldn't be that wouldn't fly too well with me.
1: Yeah, you're like you're not gonna be able to go out and with the rest of your day all nice and calm, like shit, I just visited the grave and then okay, let's go back to going camping or whatever the hell they were doing. I don't know what they were doing originally. So from then, you know, they get back in the van, they're talking Franklin starts talking about um, slaughtering cows. They're past- as a matter of fact, he was saying it as they were passing a slaughterhouse, and there was actually cows outside. And he was talking about how back in the day, they would use a hammer to and hit him in the head with it, and they wouldn't always die at first, so you'd have to, you know, they'd have to do it a few more times. And he went from, and everybody in the van was un- uncomfortable about the conversation, especially the females. And it was kind of just Franklin talking to everybody, not anybody going, like, back and forth with him about this stuff. And it went from that to him talking about how they use a gun that has, I guess, some sort of bolt. And they shoot the cow, you know, they shoot the cow in the head, I think, like, right in between the eyes. And it kills him instantly. And then they pull the bolt. You can pull the bolt down. I guess you can reuse it. And from there, you know, they're driving down the road still. And I don't remember who sees the hitchhiker first or who says it first, but... Someone said, hey, guys, there's a hitchhiker. Do you want to pick him up? My first thought is, fuck no, hell no. Let that motherfucker walk. Keep going. You know, drive, mind your own damn business. Go do what you're doing. But they didn't do that. I guess if they didn't do that, the movie wouldn't be what it was. And I don't know. What you think about that?
2: <coughs> I tell you. I don't know. In 1974, you're with, five, you're with four friends. You probably don't feel too threatened by that until, well, at least me, when they pick up the hitchhiker. He's got a blood stain on his face. And to me, that would be a red flag right away. I probably wouldn't be, wouldn't stay the course of picking him up and bringing him along wherever the fuck we were going.
1: Yeah, it was just, it just seemed weird, though. Like, I mean... Not that I agree with it in the um, the text from 2003 that we reviewed, but at least with that one, like, you know, the girl just seemed like she was out of her mind, like, lost, and they yeah. were trying to help her. This one was just like, oh, shit, somebody's walking down the street by themselves. Let's fucking pick them up. Yeah. Nothing's going on. And, you know, they picked him up. As you were saying, he did have that blood strain, like, across his face, on his cheek, I should say. And... Nobody seemed alarmed by it. Nobody questioned it. They just let him get in the van, and he was weird as hell. Like, to me, for those times, he was probably high. That's the way I look at it. He's probably just fucked up. And so he gets in the van, and Franklin asks him about the slaughterhouse if he works there or worked there. And I think he said he did a few times, but he didn't really work there or work there. He's been in there. Yeah. I think he knew somebody that worked there. I'm not sure who. Franklin was talking about how his uncle worked there. So then these two brought up the whole cow slaughter again, going back and forth, making everybody uncomfortable about it. And uh, I just thought of this. Do you remember that little pouch he had around his neck?
2: Yeah.
1: He pulled out pictures of something that he slaughtered. I don't know if it was a pig or what or a cow or what because I don't fucking know. But remember he was passing pictures around the van. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to see him. And then everybody was, everybody, he first gave him the Franklin, I should say. And then, I don't know if it was Pam or Kirk. I think Kirk had him last. Anyways, everybody in the van ended up seeing him. And then they were all, like, upset about it and saying how disgusting it was. And I'm like, why the fuck did you take the pictures yeah. if you knew what it was going to be? So they went from that, that conversation ended, everybody was uncomfortable with that conversation, to, uh, Franklin had his, he had a little pocket knife and he was just like digging under his nails or whatever, kind of going across his fingers, not cutting himself. Like, I don't know what the hell he was doing. He was playing with his pocket knife. And, uh, excuse me, the hitchhiker grabs it from him and he's like playing with it in his hand, rubbing it against his hand, looking at it, laughing and shit. And out of nowhere, he just fucking, which you knew it was going to happen. The way you see this guy handling the knife and fucking playing with it like a, a weird hitchhiker i guess slices his hand right across and yes i did the slice motion like you guys can see it but you can't because this isn't video and that right there again you see the blood on his face you still let him in crazy that right there would have been like you know what get the fuck out stop kick him out the van and just take off but they didn't and what's your thoughts on that (laughs)
2: <laughs> well obviously the dude has mental issues if he's sitting there cutting himself. And he's got blood on his face. So then after that he takes the picture of uh Franklin, right?
1: Yeah, yep. Not and too then, long after
2: that. And then he tries to charge him what was it two or three dollars? Two dollars. Two dollars to buy the picture of himself, which was a shitty quality picture anyway.
1: Oh, this is way before digital cameras. This shit was garbage.
2: So then, after all this, he pulls a blade out of his pouch and asks if anybody wants to hold it. Everybody's alarmed by it. Doesn't want anything to do with it. So then, he ends up getting up and, like, slicing Franklin's arm, and then they kick him out the van.
1: That's what, I mean, that's a good reason to kick him out the van, but it took that for them to be like, hmm, maybe we... Maybe we should have, you know, we shouldn't have picked this guy up. And the funny thing about that is after they kicked him out the van, when they're driving off, they're like, we're never picking up hitchhikers again.
2: Hey, but you got to put it in perspective. This is 1974. The world's in a lot different place than we are right now, 2018. So. I, I guess. But I mean, even a lot of things were looked at differently, like even slaughtering animals and shit like that. Like You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, I guess. But, yeah, you got a point there. So they kick him out, and Franklin talks them into going to, I believe it's his father's property, where the you know where they used to go as kids and all that. Yeah. And they wanted to go check it out. I don't know if this was their original plan because they were going somewhere. I just forgot where they planned on going. Because <coughs> they they did say something a couple times in the movie. Because I remember the the one guy was saying, like, "You know, we have to get gas." Yeah. Which, we didn't say that part. Oh, shit. We can say it now, though. Fuck it. They went to the gas station, and again...
2: Yeah, but well, that was after they that was picked after, up the hitchhiker. They
1: dropped... Yeah, yeah, you're right. They dropped the hitchhiker off. They kicked him out the van. Or you know what? Before they kicked him out, though, remember he was like, you guys can just drop me off at my house. I'm right up the road. That's right. And then the, the girl was like... Because he said it. He was like, it's not even that far of a drive. And the girl was like, well, we have somewhere to go, so... Can't you just walk because it's not that far? We're in a hurry.
2: And then he offers them dinner, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, he was like, you guys can come over, you know, drop me, bring me home. You can have some dinner with us, dinner with me and my family. And they didn't, they kicked them out. The, after that is when the other shit started where he cut Franklin in the arm. And, you know, they went on their merry way. So they drop him off. They go to the gas station. Franklin's arm, they don't show up but Franklin's arm's wrapped up. They don't show him doing it. He's wrapped up in a cloth or whatever so he's good I guess. He was crying at first like a little bitch but besides the point. So they get to the gas station. Some dude that's sitting outside the gas station, he works there like I'm hoping, comes up with the bucket, starts wiping on, you know, cleaning off the front window
2: mm-hmm.
1: and no. I'm guessing he's the the owner of the gas station comes outside and uh, they ask for gas and he said we're all out but I have barbecue. Yeah. So he goes back inside gets him some food. Well he talks to him a little bit more. He tells him they can go no Franklin asks him if he knows where the um. actually I think it's like where the Franklin building is or whatever. I forgot what they called it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or the Franklin Slaughterhouse. And he says yeah but I wouldn't go there da 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 da. Franklin tells him that his father owns it. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever. I still wouldn't hang out there. And other people. He said I wouldn't go there on other people's properties, and Franklin told him his father owned it. That's what it was. So that part was really, you know, make a long story short. He uh, tells them where it is, I guess. They go there, and they get out the van. Everybody gets out the van, including Franklin, which we didn't mention. Franklin's in a wheelchair. So you know this area, they're in the like out in the woods, like a camping ground type of th- type of feel. That's how you can look at it. They're out in the woods or whatever. All the people that can walk go inside and leave Franklin out there. Oh shit, because uh, remember when they get out the van, they see that the guy wrote blood, wrote in blood something on the side of the van.
2: Yeah, so Franklin was outside washing it off, or
1: looking yeah, at it, and looking at
2: washing it. it off.
1: Yeah, and uh, I don't even think he washed it off though. No.
2: He was, he was looking at to it, him.
1: and he was talking about it or whatever. And Kirk, Sally, Pam, and Jerry all went inside fucking fooling around, playing around, having a good time, leaving this dude outside. And, yo, he was pissed off. Yeah, he was. And I think, you know, you might be able to speak more on this.
2: <laughs> Just you getting re- you left regular outside. Regular people always leave handicapped people outside. We know how it goes. He, and, like, he was calling for them. But you regular people were so busy having fun you ain't even hear them. Nope, they didn't.
1: He was he was calling but he was getting mad too. Like he was yelling, Kirk, Jerry, Sally, Pam And they're just upstairs giggling and jumping around and shit, having a grand old time. And meanwhile his ass is trying to get inside. He he has to go up like a little hill. They don't really show the hill but you can see from the angle. And he's like, you know, wheeling along, pulling himself, yelling. He had a fit. And when he finally gets in.
2: (laughs) He starts to mock the girl's laugh, right? Yeah.
1: He was doing that. But then, like, you know how when a little kid gets mad, they spit like. (laughs) He was doing a laugh. (laughs) 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 I was dying. He was pissed. And I I don't know if he overreacted or not. Maybe not because it is kind of fucked up. They just left him. Again, this is 1974. It's not like he had a power wheelchair. and can just, you know, wheel himself in there easily. He had to use his arms and all that shit. And he was mad as... He was pissed. Mm-hmm. He flipped out. So then, um, who was it that came downstairs first? Pam and uh, Kirk. Because they asked him where the swimming hole was.
2: Yeah.
1: And he was like, yeah, it's out back between the two sheds and whatever. And they said, okay, we'll find it. So they go off on their merry way. And he's still pissed off. And you see him wheeling along, having a, a fit. <laughs> and he goes into the he's like going into the next room. I don't know if he crashed into the doorway or what, but he banged. <laughs> he crashed into something. I started laughing, and he gets in the room, and I think from there, doesn't it go to them going down to the water hole
2: or whatever? Yeah, they go to down to the water hole, which they never do find, right? Or... No, they don't. They go down there, but I remember they were, like running and laughing
1: when they were going. And Kirk tripped, mm-hmm. and uh, then they were saying he was saying something about he was like, "How the hell did they get Franklin's big ass down here?" or Some shit, but,
2: and and then he th- was saying somebody wants to carry him or something. That's what Why? Pam said. Yeah, Pam was
1: like, stable when he was little, he used to carry him."
2: Yeah, and
1: Kirk was like, "No, he's always been big or something. <laughs> he's always been big," and that was it was fucked up. It was funny, but it was fucked up. So we go from there. To did they did they show back at the house with uh Sally and um Jerry or not really Sally Jerry and Franklin
2: they showed when how did how did uh Be, Pam and Kirk end up at the at the house? the house
1: because when they went down they went down that hill or whatever where the swimming hole was mm-hmm. then they kept walking forward and then they looked over and they seen.
2: I think oh, because the gas. They thought they said something about gas.
1: What it was, I think they heard the generator. Oh, okay. okay. And he said something about gas, and then he. was This is the part that kind of, not confused me or threw me off. I'm just like, wait a minute, where the fuck was this? And I'm not. I'm going to tell you guys what I'm talking about right now. When Pam and Kirk were walking towards the house, and Kirk was talking about you know getting the gas or whatever, he's like, okay, maybe I can trade them my guitar, give them my guitar overnight and a couple of dollars, mm-hmm. and then we can come back tomorrow and get more gas, and I'll get my guitar back and get, give them some more money. When the hell... I did not see a guitar in that van. I mean, you didn't see their luggage or anything, but I mean... Yeah. Usually, especially for movies from these years, white people love playing their damn guitar. They mm-hmm. Like... They'll have it out in the van, just playing bang, 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 That's more of a banjo, but you know what I mean? And he didn't have that guitar out. So, I mean, maybe it was in the back. I don't know. Like, behind, all the way in the back. But I'm just, I'm just like, where the fuck is this guitar? I was really thinking that during the movie. Like, where the fuck is this fucking guitar? Like, I want to see this damn guitar that he supposedly has. So, yeah, so they go, they see the house, they go up to it, and. They get into, like, a little tiny argument, Pam and um, Kirk. I don't know what it was about.
2: Because he found a tooth on the front porch. Oh,
1: that's right. He was like, hey, I got something for you, and gave it to her. And she overreacted and flipped out and had her little fit and ran and sat on some swing, ran down the porch and sat on some swing. And he kept calling her over because he stayed on the porch. He was knocking on the door. Cause again, they're there for gas. Obviously, nobody answered. So he oh, he's knocking on the door, knocking on the door. The door opens, and he's looking back, calling um, Pam. She just fucking sitting there chilling on the swing. Pam, come on! No, I don't want to. She you know having a little fit still. So this is where this is where shit gets a little, starts to get a little interesting. He's dumbass walks in the house, looking around and shit and.
2: Yeah, well, he knocks first, but knocks too hard, and the door opens up. So then he walks in the house, and he sees, like, a red wall Mm -hmm. to the back with some, like, old skulls on it. So he walks back there. Hello, is anybody home? Of course, keeps walking in the house anyway. And gets to the back where the red wall is, and then... Leatherface clapped him up with a hammer.
1: Yeah, because Leatherface just, like, kind of popped out of nowhere. He popped up quick. Boom! Knocked him upside the head with the hammer. Out. Done. For the count. So we go from that, and it goes back outside Do you see Pam, and she's calling Jerry. Well, first, Leatherface drags Jerry off. And he slams the, um... Actually, that's another thing. He closes the door. There's, like, a... The door slides over. Mm-hmm. Similar to, like, elevator doors, I guess you could say. Slides over like that, but it's, like, one big door slides over, covers the red wall. And so then it goes back outside, and you see Pam on the swing. She finally decides to get her ass up. She goes in the house looking around for Jerry. And she goes into some room, and there's a chicken in a cage, which Mm -hmm. was kind of funny. It was a big-ass chicken, too. There's a bunch of feathers on the floor. Somehow she falls, of course— and she's like looking around the room and see like a bunch of skeletons and shit and just all over the room skeletons feathers
2: and a chicken in a cage
1: yeah the chicken in the cage there was like a long bone that's supposed to be like a bone from a human leg I'm guessing
2: look um, like a dog bone
1: yeah it did and she's just like she when after she fell she's like standing there freaking out or laying there sorry freaking out screaming this whole time. And I'm thinking to myself, bitch, get up and run. Like, why are you just sitting there screaming for like 10 minutes, making all this damn noise, causing all this ruckus for no reason?
2: Letting everybody know where you are.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, she doesn't know that somebody's after them and all that. But still, it's like you have no business being in that house in the first place. And you're just sitting there, you know. She finally gets her dumb ass up and she headed for the door. And as she's going out the heading for the front door, going to the door, Leatherface slams that slide door open, sees her. She's going to run outside, yokes her up. Right right after she opens that screen door and runs out, yokes her up, brings her ass inside. And for those of you who are on Facebook, if you know about gifts and all that, you've seen that that gift plenty of times. You've probably seen the picture. I will post it. It'll be posted by the time you hear this, I'll say that. And it was I actually like that scene where he yoked her up like that. I was like, that's that's pretty awesome. It's cool. Especially something for that old, you know, the 70s. -hmm. It's kind of like a, maybe a jump scare for some people. I don't know because you've seen that coming. But I don't know. What would you think?
2: I don't think it was a jump scare. There was only one jump scare in this movie. Where was it?
1: (sighs) Later on, right? I think so. I don't remember because I didn't jump at all in this one. But I'm so prone to it, if that's the right word. Just because you see a lot more things that are really jump scares. Which, while I'm going to say that, I didn't write this down. I was reading it. I got this off the IMDb thing also. The director, Toby Hooper, excuse me, originally wanted this movie to be PG. How? I don't know. But he wanted it. He was. That's why it wasn't real bloody. This was like one of the least bloodiest movies. If you've seen how there wasn't really that much blood at all one of the least bloodiest horror movies of all time, but he wanted it to be PG. So that's like with the kill scenes, you didn't see any on-screen kill scenes. And that's like the main thing. It wasn't real. It was violent, but everything was like, everything that happened that was like violent and real brutal was like off scene for the most part. Like he, when he remember,
2: except for when he killed the guy in the wheelchair.
1: Well, by that, well, when he found out that he couldn't get it PG, because at this time, in the seventies, that movie was gonna be rated X, but it got an R rating,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is crazy. But yeah, so back to this. So they get back. He get, he brings Sally inside, or no, sorry, Pam inside. And actually, didn't it show him bringing her like downstairs like right away? <coughs> he put her on the hook like yeah, he right away. He, did, he, did, he put her on the meat hook right away, and you see Homeboy uh, Kirk laid out across like a bench or something. He's like hanging off. Leatherface turns his chainsaw, and he's it doesn't show it. But it insinuates him cutting them, like cutting them up. Mm-hmm. Like I, how I was just saying, how they want to make it, you know, not too gory. But uh, another thing about that is they were saying that with him doing these off-camera type things, again, it's probably for that time. It made the movie more scary because, you know, everything's off-scene. You don't see it, mm-hmm. but you just know what's going on. So I, that's kind of a cool, cool little thing to it. So, yeah, so those two end up dead. Those two are dead. There's three left. And somehow, I don't remember or I don't even think they really got into detail about it. Jerry, with the cool afro and glasses, he um, ends up knocking on the front door of that house, too.
2: No, they do. Because right? remember, he, he asked uh, how to get to the water hole. And That's what, he goes to he goes to go look for uh once he doesn't find the water hole he goes to look for everybody else. He goes to look or for the, the two other two missing. Okay. I'm
1: like, why did I, how the hell did I, was I eating a bagel bite
2: thing? Kind of sloppy put together though, because he goes down there and then all of a sudden he just knows. He ends up heading over to the same house they went to, after he discovers that there's no water hole there. Okay. So he automatically assumes that his friends are in that house. You know what I mean. Yes. Granted, when he gets to the porch, he finds something on the porch. I want to say it was uh, the dude's I, jacket.
1: It was the other <coughs> excuse me. It was one of the jackets because when she went to the um, swing, remember she hung it on the swing. Mm-hmm. Then maybe she grabbed it when she went back inside, and maybe got a got dropped on leather bracelet. He yoked her up. But he's just knocking on the door and doesn't <coughs> by the Face just kind of open the door and hit him in the head with a hammer and drag yeah. him in?
2: Yeah.
1: Like that happened. He didn't waste no fucking time this time. He's just like, no, bang, <laughs> And that's it. So it goes from that because it doesn't, after that you don't see Jerry anymore in the movie or his cool afro or his glasses. No. Which is kind of upsetting. It goes from that to, um, the siblings, Sally and, uh, Franklin:
2: And they're, they're arguing back and forth about what to do at this point, because it's nighttime. all their friends have disappeared. They, Sally wants to go, try to look for them at the waterhole. Franklin's scared, doesn't want to stay with himself, also doesn't want to go, but would rather go than stay with himself. One important
1: thing, though, is Franklin actually wanted to do what made the most sense. When he was first, he was beeping the horn to try to get their attention for a while. That didn't work, but um, when he was saying we should go to the gas station again, they didn't know all what they know. You know what we know. Yeah. We should go to the gas station and try to get help. Right. That makes sense.
2: Yeah,
1: Sally. She's like yeah. no. I. She said no. I can't leave Jerry.
2: Jerry's already gone.
1: Fuck Jerry. Go get help. So then um, <laughs> they're arguing about this like he, like you were saying. Franklin had a flashlight. They were fighting over the flashlight. And she's just like, fine, I'll just go alone. And he's like, no, I'll come with you. I'll come with you. And she says, I don't want to have to push you. Which, you know, again, trying to leave him there just by himself sitting by the van. Yeah. But he might have been safer sitting by the van. You want to take this part?
2: So then he decides that he'll push himself. So they go down. They start to head down the trail as... The trail gets rough. You can see that she starts to push him and help him out. So he's got the flashlight. He's directing, and they discover there's no water hole. So they're heading through the woods, to that house, of course.
1: Yeah, well, they're heading in that direction, but you don't necessarily. I mean, they didn't necessarily know about the house at that time. I don't think because they never really mentioned it, but. Um, she was pushing. Remember. Two times, he was like, Sally,
2: I hear something. Yeah. and So the second time he hears something, they look to their right, and there's Leatherface. And he uh, chainsaws the shit out of uh, Franklin, and his piece of shit sister just leaves him there and starts to fucking run off.
1: What? What's she say? First of all, we're going to talk about this. She should
2: have snuffed Leatherface in the <coughs> face, yo. Huh?
1: First of all, we're going to talk about this. Cause he did cut the shit up at a fucking uh, Franklin, and I was laughing. You weren't really laughing too much at that part like I was. Maybe you felt his pain. I don't know. But I was dying, and then you you really called her a piece of shit and a bitch at that part, and said, "Why the fuck did she leave I'm Like, yo, he's dead. Which, which?" She could have at
2: least. He wasn't. I mean, he could have <laughs> survived the couple, a couple cuts from the chainsaw, and I, <laughs> she should have pulled his ass out. Pulled the blade out. Like, as she pulled him away, the blade could have slipped out and just fucking booked it.
1: That would have tore him up more and (coughs) put her in danger trying to do all that shit.
2: She was in danger anyway.
1: He's dead weight here. She had to leave him.
2: All right, so she runs. Yeah. And somehow she runs like a 4-2. (laughs) <laughs> and, like, outruns fucking uh,
1: Leatherface. Leather but if she runs a 4-2, he's running, like, a 4-4 four because
2: four he's not too far
1: behind. I know. With a fucking chainsaw in his hand at that. Yeah. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, that's 40 times, you know, so go ahead.
2: So she eventually ends up back at the barbecue gas station spot. She does because she's running. And. No, no, she
1: she goes to the house before that, though.
2: Does she?
1: Cause I remember she goes. She runs in the front door. The front door is all cut up, and she runs upstairs. And Leatherface hears Leatherface is there right, behind her. Right. He runs upstairs behind her, and she fucking runs upstairs. And this bitch just jumps right out the window <laughs> like yeah. there was. There was no thinking about it. Cause at that part, where she's running up to the window and jumps through the window, I'm like, yo, she's a survivor. She wants to survive. Like, she's not doing no silly shit. And. So, you know, she jumps out the window from the second floor. Of course, she gets a little banged up. She's laying there for a minute. So,
2: she lays there. Leather face. Taking all the time in the world, acting like she got broken limbs or acting well, like jumping out of a high story hurt. Have you ever jumped out of a window? <laughs> no, but. <All> right. <laughs> it's not going to feel good when you hit the ground. All right, well, that adrenaline rush, you know, you got some 6'3", 200-pounder chasing you after with a chainsaw. So, she sits there. Let's him get all the way downstairs, again about probably ten feet away. Then she pulls out that four two speed again. Yep,
1: and he's right behind her again with that four four speed. And then from there, she's running around. And the funny thing about it was, I mean, I know it's an old ass movie, but it seemed like they were running like a big circle for a while with a black light on. Yeah, you pointed the black light thing out. It looked like a
2: black light because like his face was shining like a black light poster. And her so, so was part of his outfit. She was shining like a black light poster, too. So eventually she runs to the gas station and tells, like, no, 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 somebody's following me. He's trying to kill me. He killed da 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 da, da. Oh, when she gets to the gas station and sees the
1: guy from earlier.
2: Yeah, so the gas attendant uh, tells her he's going to pull his truck up or whatever. Comes in with, like, a bag and a rope. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, some kind of stick to beat her with. No,
1: he came in with the bag and the
2: rope, and he didn't pick up the broom until after, which... Oh, that's right, that's right.
1: This was a funny fucking quote. First, you know, he... Go, he first, he calms her down, because she's telling him what's going on, so he kind of calms her down. He's like, listen, I'm going to go get my truck, and then we can get out of here, pretty much. He grabs his truck, he backs it up, opens the passenger door, and then, like Michael was saying... He grabs a bag. He grabs something out the truck. You don't see it at first. He gets in there. He grabs a bag. It's a bag and a rope. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so, oh, man. And she picks up, like, a a blade or something. And he grabs a broom. And he said, nobody's going to hurt you. But then he beats the heart her with the broom until he knocks her out. Yeah. Until he knocks her out. And I was dying. And the fucked up but funny part about this scene is when... Michael sees the bag, the rope. He sees the girl knocked out on the ground. He's tying her up. He's like, wait a minute. He's not even going to raper." her? <laughs> I started dying. I was like, yo, it's not that kind of movie. But,
2: <coughs> excuse me.
1: So we go from there. He obviously puts her in the truck. They're driving off. And you see...
2: I mean, to my argument, though, she was the only woman in the 70s with her ass in this movie would continue.
1: I guess. I mean... You could say that kind of one. But uh so anyways, they go from there, puts her in the truck, they drive off, and you see the hitchhiker again. And the guy, what the hell was his name? They didn't even have names. That's the funny part. Like only the main five had names. Everybody else was like hitchhiker. Uh, what, what the hell do they even call this guy? Pickup
2: truck driver. Just, like, random names like that in the credit. (laughs) So you kind of had to put the pieces of the puzzle together to figure out who's who.
1: So uh, we're going to call him. He was, actually, he was, you find this out in the movie. He goes to the hitchhiker. He's yelling (laughs) yelling at him saying, uh, you're around that graveyard again, huh? And he, I forgot what the hitchhiker said to him, but they were arguing back and forth. he started hitting the hitchhiker, like slapping him and shit. They drive, then, you know, they get in the truck. The hitchhiker gets in the back of the, it's a pickup truck, so he gets in the bed. They drive to the house. And he's like, "You left. Your, oh, he's yelling, you left your brother home alone, too, didn't you? Blah, 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 which his brother's Leatherface. They get to the house. They get up to the porch. And he said, look what, your, look what your brother did to the door. Because <laughs> Leatherface cut the door up. <clears throat> and he's like, you know, look what your brother did to the house. The house is all tore up from chasing the girl around and shit and knocking people out. And he's like, he probably let those other kids get away, didn't he? He asked Leatherface, and he goes into the kitchen, I believe. Leatherface is like, he asked, Did you let the other kids go away? And Leatherface, you know, was saying no and shaking his head, no, and all this stuff. And he starts, he starts slapping the shit out of Leatherface and hitting him. I'm just like, Hold up. Leatherface is this big six foot three, 200 pound dude getting beat up by someone about maybe, what, 5'11, 150 pounds, 180 pounds? But you don't know. We find out that that's his father, and him and the hitchhiker are brothers. And uh, you know, after he's done slapping the shit out of Leatherface, he tells the boys to go get their grandfather, which is his
2: old. Well, no, before that they tie, they bring the girl up and tie her to a chair.
1: They did do that. And She was because she was like passed out. And she woke up. <clears throat> or no, that's actually brought Grandpa downstairs.
2: No, no, she woke up first. Screaming? Alarmed that the hitchhiker was there because the hitchhiker was all in her face.
1: That's right. That's right.
2: And then, uh, so they torment her for a little while, and the father tells them to go get the grandfather. So the two men lift the grandfather downstairs, He looks half dead, kind of like a, kind of looked like a mummy in a way. He did. And so they bring him downstairs, sit him right next to her, Somehow the grandfather's still alive because they cut, like, her finger open and then stick her finger in his mouth, and he just sits there and sucks on her finger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with another part that I was laughing at. And,
2: <laughs> and she's just screaming while her finger's going in and out of his mouth as he sucks on it, and she, like, passes out, I think.
1: Yeah, because then they put her, when, when they wake up, when she wakes up again, you hear you can hear, like, plates hitting, you know, forked mm-hmm. in a plate and they're eating. And when she wakes up and she starts screaming, and so they all start screaming, except for the grandpa. And eventually, uh, the, five, the father, which I we'll just call him dad, he gets tired of these guys screaming, but they keep screaming. <laughs> they keep screaming at her, screaming with her when she's screaming. And he's like, just stop torturing her and just kill her. So they like, let grandpa do it because he's the <laughs> best at it, and he fucking... He's not the best at it. So they they untie her. They bring her over next to where the grandfather is, and they put her head over, like, this big-ass bucket, like, you know, um, to give you an example. Like a
2: bucket you mop out, kind of.
1: Bigger than that, though. You could say that. I'll say, like, you bobbing for apples. Yeah. Because you used to, like, fill it up with water put apples in there. And so they give the, the grandfather a little hammer, and he keeps fucking dropping it. He dropped it, like, six times. Well, he can't
2: really swing, so he's just, like, trying to toss it in the direction of her head, but he keeps missing. He did get her one time. Yeah, and I left. <laughs> but then he
1: just kept dropping, you know, same she dropped it a bunch of times. And somehow she gets away, which I thought
2: was crazy. Because, well, like I said, the hitchhiker seems kind of mentally not Child. there. Well, I think so. so. <laughs> he like kinda let her go to Cause go he grab went, the hammer. Because he wanted to hit her. Yeah. And she she escapes.
1: Runs out the house. By this
2: time it's morning, right?
1: Kind of or is it? Is it the next day? It is kinda of bright out though. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And um so she runs out the front door and the funny and the hitchhiker's chasing her with a knife and uh Leatherface is right behind him. They're all just running. Just the way they were all running was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like we were just dying at that part, and you know, so they're running down the the dirt road, and she gets to the street, and there's a fucking tractor trailer. <laughs> tractor <the> trailer coming. <coughs> Damn it! Black dude with an afro, big beard, kind of looks like my uncle no, Joe. No,
2: that was, the first one wasn't him. Remember.
1: It was the first,
2: Yeah. Because the, the first truck hits.
1: Leatherface. No, 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 no. I mean his, brother. the
2: hitchhiker. Yeah. But and
1: they he, then he stopped after he hit her. Oh, you're after right, he hit you're him. right.
2: Cause then she tried to stop a car, but the car didn't stop.
1: No. Here's what <laughs> He the truck, the other truck stopped too, but remember because the The track the trailer hits the dude, runs the dude over, stops. He opens the driver's side door, the girl gets in, Leatherface comes up. That's right, that's right. And he closes the driver's side door, which before we even get past this part, I don't know why he didn't just take off yeah. from right there. Like, he closes the driver's side door. And then, then you like, see the passenger side door open. The girl gets out. He gets out. He grabs a monkey wrench
2: uh-huh.
1: or a pipe wrench. They run down the side of the truck. Leatherface comes around. <laughs> he just threw the wrench and hit Leatherface, like, square in the forehead. He fell over. And when he fell...
2: The chainsaw... The chainsaw... lands like, on his leg. Yeah, and
1: cuts it a little bit. And he's like, ah... And the dude, I don't know what it is with these people in these 40 times, but the dude with the beard and the afro that looks like Uncle Joe, he took off. He was gone. Like, you've seen him running the opposite direction of his truck. And while all this is going, all this commotion is going on, there's a blue pickup truck coming down the street. And he kind of, like, swerves out of the way, a leather face in the girl. Does a quick U-turn. And, you know, the girl hops in the back of his truck. Leatherface gets up. Had to change his welcome, he's coming after the truck, but obviously he can't catch it. And the dude just drives off. You see the girl in the back of the truck all bloody and just, like... She was, like, screaming slash crying slash laughing all in one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm guessing she was that scared that all that should happen, and upset that they, or everybody died, but happy she's getting away. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it ended.
2: hmm
1: So... That being said... What do you think of the movie
2: overall? It was pretty good. I liked, I liked, uh, kind of the change in characters. Like, I liked the, I liked the family a little bit more in this one. I feel like it kind of made more sense because they all seem mentally off and
1: yeah, to be crazy. in a family
2: like that and be able to do something like that. You kind of got to be a little mentally off, and I think that kind of fit them more because like. And the other and the newer Texas Chainsaw Massacres, they kind of just seem more sinister and just <clears throat> pure evil. It's true. But like this kind of their behavior kind of more explains it.
1: Kind of like I think what you're, from what I'm getting at, what you're saying is it's like.
2: It's more understandable in a way, like,
1: almost like, <clears throat> not that it's not wrong, but they don't see it as wrong in a sense. Yeah. Like yeah. to them, it's not wrong at all. It's like this is normal. Yeah. I, get, I can see that. I get that. Um, I like this one a lot, too. Like,
2: I like that explanation better as a selling point rather than the whole family's just crazy because the boy was born with a deformed face and everybody felt bad for him. Gotcha, That gotcha. was kind of the selling point in the newer versions versus this one, they're more mentally ill.
1: Got Yeah, I could see that. Like, I like this one, too. And I think... <coughs> excuse me. I think one big thing I liked about it, I mean... I know I've said this on other episodes, like with the horror and the comedy in it. It works for some movies and it doesn't work for others. It really worked for this one with the yeah. little humor in this one. It worked a lot for it. And it probably worked for the time that this movie came out too. But I mean it just made it more like you're saying, it makes it more
2: Believable.
1: In a sense, yeah. And like you like you're saying, you understand the family more because of just how how they uh, how they were acting yeah. and stuff. And it was just it was funny. I'm sure back in the seventies, people probably didn't find it as funny as we did today. Mm-hmm. But you don't see a lot of that type of shit back in the day. And I got a couple, you know, we can jump right into Slicing and Dicing with Surge 30. We're gonna talk about how we feel about this movie. And just a little more. I wanna tell you a fun the funniest quote I thought from the movie, which the episode's gonna be named this, Shut up, you bitch hog. <laughs> Yo, what um the father figure, the dad, said that to the hitchhiker. I forgot what the fuck they were arguing about, but he was, he was like, shut up, you bitch hog. And we, you know, we were dying. And so I had to read read that guy off to you guys, and that's going to be the name of this episode. But I had a couple of more fun facts about this movie. Where is it at? Um, so the director of the movie, Toby Hooper, again, this is all sourced from IMDb. He... Supposedly, I don't know if this is true or not, but what I'm about to read. He got the idea f- for this film in a hardware store. And uh, he was thinking of a way to get out of... The, like, the store was crowded, and he was thinking of a way of where he can get out of the store, and he spotted chainsaws. So that's how he got the chainsaw massacre, I'm guessing.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: know it's loosely, very, very loosely based off of the killer Edward Gein, but that's just another little fun fact. Um... And then Entertainment Weekly magazine voted this movie the second scariest film at the time behind another movie. And I'm going to see if Michael can guess it. It's from the 70s. It's an older horror movie. I'll give you a hint. It's not Halloween.
2: Friday the 13th?
1: No. I should, give you a, should I give you a better hint than that? Uh, let me see. Spinning Head and Vomit.
2: Oh, Exorcist.
1: Yep. So, which, again, at the time, we should do that one time. Yeah, that's a long movie, though. That's fine. We'll figure it out. I thought that movie was funny, the one from 73.
2: hmm
1: But you know what one I wouldn't mind doing before? I'll get back to this Texas St. John Massacre one. Is uh, You know what? I'll talk to you about it after the podcast. Sorry, guys. I'm not going to do that to you. So... That's pretty cool. But, um... So, is there anything you didn't like about this movie? Or something you would... I'll say it like this. Again, this is a shout-out to my brother, John. He was telling me to do this. He gave me this idea. <clears throat> he was saying, like, instead of being, like, uh which you'll hear in episode four, but he was saying, like, instead of being negative about a movie, like, think of something... Because people work hard on these movies, which we all know. He was like, think of something to make it positive in a sense for, you know, our review, what would you do? You can say what you disliked about it, but what would you do to change it or to fix it? Like, say, if you you had the pen, so to speak, to rewrite certain parts just to change it up.
2: Mm.
1: You got anything or you got to think for a minute?
2: I think. I don't know. I don't know I don't necessarily think I would change this version.
1: Okay.
2: I'm sure there'd be other things in different versions I would change. But, but
1: this one you think was pretty much
2: done right? Yeah, other than just like the lack of explanations like what happens to the truck driver after he runs away. <clears throat> so on and so forth.
1: Or yeah. <clears throat> I I can get that. Like I mean at least with this one, unlike the last one, you see the truck driver just kinda take off down the street. And the other one that we watched, he just kind of ran around his truck, and then he was just like gone. You sure. didn't know where he went. But with that adding on to that, like maybe them driving off, I like the way it ended though, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying like for it to make sense, I guess, the, them driving off and the truck drivers, you know the the tractor the trailer driving off in that, that could have been a little different. Mm-hmm. but again, I do I do like how it ended. I feel like the movie was an hour and a half. And it didn't seem like it was like, you know, you watch a movie and it's like an hour and a half, but it seems real long. This movie kind of seemed quick. Yeah. Like, I feel they could have, they could have added a little bit more to the story. Like, there was no, again, this is probably, you can't even say it's the first murder. Because in the beginning, they were talking about, um, remember the screen was black and they were like, you just seen like flashes and it show like body parts. Yeah, yeah. There was real no explain. I know they were talking about, like, on, you heard about it. I guess it was on the radio or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you would think that there would be something about that town to where it's, like, a little eerie to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, someone's just, like, something happened here or whatever. Yeah. Or was or was this supposed to be, like, the first murders, these five? And then maybe that part was supposed to be, like,
2: uh, I mean, in all the other ones, these weren't the first murders, so... I don't know. Like you said, there's not enough backstory on that to know. But you got to think, like, with the teeth and then all the skulls, it couldn't really be the first murder.
1: That's very, that's actually very, very true. I just wish, I mean, then again, maybe it's good they didn't know because it's kind of one of those things in horror movies where you you know you hear the story about this town and you still go there. Maybe it's kind of good they didn't know just to kind of, <clears throat> you know, do something. I can't say do something different because this was an older movie, but you know, for looking at it now, do something a little bit different. Like, okay, this shit's going on in this town, but you don't know. But maybe it's something that's never talked about. If you're an outsider, you don't know, and you're never gonna know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I did, I did like that, but <clears throat> I do, I don't know. At the same time, it's I feel like I'm contradicting myself because I do wish there was a little bit more of a backstory, just a, just a touch, or not even a backstory, just like. The part with, um, Jerry, like how he ended up from
2: <clears throat> the waterhole to the house, the
1: waterhole to the house kind of deal. And like the time that went by, too, because from when Pam and uh, Kirk left, you know, it was like they it was say like an hour after they got there. Right. Jerry comes looking for them, let's say like about two hours later. And then it's pitch blackout before. uh, Sally and. Um frankly to go, yeah. are, like, worried. I'm like, that That just, that part right there seems kind of weird to me. Like, I feel when that happened, like, when Jerry went, he should have been like, look, I'm excuse me, we're going to go to the watering hole. I'm going to see if they're down there. If not, I'm going to come right back, and we can figure something out. Or, you know, I'll be back in a few minutes. He was just like, he just kind of took off.
2: Yeah.
1: And then, like I said, the time that passed, which doesn't make it bad, but... I don't know, that's probably something I will change. Just clean up those parts, those little parts like that about it. And that would, other than that, I thought the movie was really good, really well done. Like I said, I love the humor in it. I feel like it was perfect for it. And just the the characters all together, I mean, obviously it's a horror movie. It's an older movie. The, actor, the acting is never great in horror. You don't watch horror movies for great acting. But in this movie, I felt like the actors kind <clears> of, <throat> they were good with each other in yeah. the movie. Like, they... Kind of played off each other well. Yeah, I'd agree. So, with that being said, at that, first question is, would you recommend this movie to anybody like that hasn't seen this movie ever? Would you recommend, like, hey, you should check this movie out. If they said, like, hey, Michael, I want to see a a good, interesting horror movie, but, like, an older one.
2: Yeah, because I don't, I would recommend it because I don't I don't really care for too many seventies movies, but this actually kept me entertained the whole way through.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I <clears throat> I'll agree with you to the part as far as it keep me entertained. I can ho- I can watch older movies like that though, but like he was saying, this is a good this is one of those movies where you know, somebody's like, Hey Aaron, you know, what's a good movie to watch? Entertaining.
2: Like, if you would have told me this was made in the 90s, I would have believed you.
1: That's, that's, underst- I could see that. I could definitely see that in the early 90s. Because it wasn't really that, it wasn't badly made at all.
2: No, it was pretty well put together.
1: <clears throat> and I forgot to mention this earlier, the Hitchhiker's camera was big as shit. Oh, yeah. That yeah, he was hanging around his neck. <laughs> and you had to, like, pull it out. Pull the film out yeah. and, like, peel the peel the, the shit back to see the picture. And the picture, I'm telling you, the picture was garbage. That, that was I wouldn't pay $2 for that shit either. No. But <clears throat> what else was I going to say? What else? you have anything else to say about the movie?
2: Uh, what would you rate it Four out, out of 10?
1: Oh, you want to do 10 chainsaws? Last time I only did five. I Actually, I think I really, really, really enjoyed this. I'm going to give it eight chainsaws, and I'll tell you why. We pretty much discussed it, but it was, like I said, besides the little, you know, like I said, the little parts that can kind of patch up. Mm -hmm. for its time I think it was a really good movie and I would originally how I said the last one how I didn't like how they didn't really show a lot of the kill scenes that they should have showed but for this one I feel like it worked especially from the stuff that I was reading earlier about how he wanted to kind of make it PG and then how he wanted to make it so it was like uh, like people were saying that it was scarier with all these kills and stuff off scene so you kind of knew what was going on
2: yeah
1: but you didn't see what was going on. I thought it was kind of cool like that because it's like, it puts this, it gives you more of an imagination if you don't see it mm-hmm. for, and I know again, I sound like I'm flip flopping because with the newer one, I like, you know, you like, I love the gore, you know how I am. I love the gory stuff, but just sit down and watch this film and you'll understand what I mean. So I'm going to give it eight chainsaws and from now on, I guess we're going to do 10 of whatevers instead of five. Yeah. What would you rate it?
2: I'd give it probably about seven. Seven? Yeah. Uh, it was pretty well put together. I think it could have just been a little bit more graphic, but you gave the explanation of why it wasn't.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think if it was just a little bit more graphic, that probably bumps it to like a nine.
1: <clears throat> now, um, we both would recommend this movie. We both gave it a good rating. I gave it an eight. You gave it a seven. Would you watch the movie again? Like, does it have enough? <clears throat> like, watching that movie, does it have enough to bring you back to watch it again? You know what I mean? Like,
2: I'd watch it again, probably. I'd give it a little bit of time, obviously, but yeah, I'd watch it again.
1: I definitely would. This is the first time that I've seen this movie in I don't know how many years. I wouldn't wait that long to to, to watch it, this movie again, but I would definitely watch it again. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And... I want to add more to this podcast. Like, I think at the end of this episode, we should try to just quickly come up with the next movie we want to do and review. All right. Um, <clears throat> I know we were talking about The Exorcist. Do you want to just do that, The 73 Exorcist? Or do you want to do something different, something newer, or something more modern? Uh,
2: I did want to do that movie that we spoke about last time on the podcast, and I did call my dad today, but he didn't answer, so... Okay. I do get in contact. If we can't figure out the... That voodoo movie? That voodoo movie, then we'll go with The Exorcist.
1: Okay, so if we... Again, and um, I might... I know this is a bi-weekly podcast, but I might drop this episode a little bit sooner, these past few that I made, just to get them out there. So if I do, I'm actually going to make a Facebook post about this also. What movie... Now, we said the voodoo movie. If you guys can figure that out, Awesome. Post it, whatever. Like, again, when I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to post it in the horror page. I'm going to post it all over to let us know the name of that movie because we'll do that or The Exorcist next. But just to throw it out there, on the Horror Research 30 page, post what movie you would like me and Michael to review, what horror movie you would like us to review, and uh, we'll do it. That'll be a good, fun way of getting these movies out there. And, Henry, I'm still waiting for you to get on this thing again. And, Rob, you too. I'm calling you guys out on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Again, Michael, thanks for being on. You got anything else you want to add?
2: No, I think that wraps it up for me.
1: Well, that about wraps it up for us. Again, thanks for listening. Keep listening. Share on your social medias, please. Greatly appreciate it. You can find it on YouTube, Stitcher, Pod Beans, like my main one, iTunes, SoundCloud. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be on SoundCloud, but SoundCloud, I have two episodes up. I don't know how many episodes I'm going to be able to keep on there, so bear with me on that. And uh, I'm on Pod Player, Google Play, and just I'm probably on just about any of them that you can find nowadays. And like I said, once I get five up, I will possibly be on Spotify, so... Look out for that. Horror with our story. Thanks for listening. And as always, I'll see you in your nightmare.